Welcome to Cardio Conversations, a podcast about cardiovascular devices and technology from EdTech Insight. I'm editor Reed Miller. Now, before we get going today, I just wanted to let you know that even though we've spun off from Informa a while ago, we're still transitioning to all our new setup as Sightline, which is part of Norstella. So that means if you need to reach me or any of my colleagues, you should probably use our new Sightline addresses because the informal address is going to stop working in a few months. So I'm reed.miller at sightline.com. That's reed with two E's and Sightline is C-I-T-E-L-I-N-E. And now that we've made this transition, although there's still a few steps to go, we should be able to produce our podcast a bit more regularly, at least that's what we're hoping. Now for today, I talked to Teofil Moore Derdez. I hope I didn't butcher his name too much. Anyway, he is the CEO of Volt. That's a Marseille, France-based company founded in 2016 to apply AI to electrophysiology. Uh, most recently, for example, the company announced the start of a trial called Restart. And that's going to be an interventional clinical trial evaluating Volta's AI ablation solution in the treatment of recurrent AIF patients. So we talked about that. We talked about his company's mission. We talked about the problems it's trying to address and how it's applying AI to electrophysiology. We also talked a little bit about the advantages of being located in the south of France. We don't talk to a lot of med tech companies from that region. So let's get into it. Thanks for joining us and thanks for talking to us. We've got a lot going on. Maybe just for, for our benefit, just give us a quick history lesson of the company and kind of where you fit into it. Finish with saying like, this is what we see as the company's mission. Ah, right. Okay, fantastic. So uh, the company, um, so is named Volta Medical. This is a company that I co-founded in 2016 with uh, three physicians. Uh, two of them are pra practitioners in France, in Marseille, south of France. And one of them is uh, living in the US in Providence, Rhode Island. Uh, and I am myself, uh, I have a background as a data scientist, as an engineer. So basically one engineer and three physicians uh, co-founding this company in 2016. Uh, we develop software solutions to guide cardiac electrophysiologists while they are ablating patients with cardiac arrhythmias. And notably, we have a first product uh, based on AI that um, is able to provide guidance during AF ablation and uh, to help physicians better understand AF mechanisms during the procedures. Uh, this device is FDA cleared and C marked since 2020. It has already undergone very extensive clinical validation uh, with a first uh, a pilot trial that was a multicentric trial that was published last year in the Journal of Cardiovascular Electrophysiology and with an ongoing randomized clinical trial, uh, tailored AF, which is one of the most ambitious uh, randomized clinical trial in the history of AF ablation. So we have this first product and then we also are developing um, other algorithms to further guide and help physicians in the operating room in real time. That's uh, pretty much it for the activity of the company. We are currently more than 70 people worldwide with headquarters in France and the subsidiary in the US. We have raised more than $70 million uh, so far. 36 million, 36 million euro uh, Series B funding led by Vincent Capital that we closed uh, three months ago. And uh, the mission of the company is to help physicians in the management of cardiac arrhythmias with artificial intelligence that comes on top of existing devices. So that's pretty much it for 
If you were talking about what is the unmet need or what is not good enough, it's about the way you're doing it now, or, and then kind of how is this different than that? So first of all, globally speaking, and I'm not going to go into the, the clinical unmet need, but mm -hmm. from, um, from the perspective of, of an engineer looking at this market, basically every procedure is a lost experience to the industry, to the patients, and to the physicians. Meaning that each procedure generates gigabytes of data, of experience, uh, hours and hours of um, experience that translates into maps, electrograms, time series, and all of this is lost. Um, also, obviously, outcomes, follow-up, uh, all of this is lost to the general knowledge. And so here, the idea of the company is to try to leverage on these procedures to better uh, treat the patients, to optimize treatment for the patients and optimize outcome on the long term. So how can we learn from each and every single procedure that is being performed in the EP lab to uh, optimize outcome for the patients? That is the, the core question that Volta is trying to at least partially solve. And uh, we are trying to move on, on really on the front of AI and data. Now, when it comes to the clinical unmet need, as you know, atrial fibrillation, ablation, if you look at the landmark studies in AFib ablation, while PVI has shown very good success rates for paroxysmal patients, and now with new energies, with the contact force, with the new catheters, if you look really at the, the last the past 10 years, uh, success rates for paroxysmal atrial fibrillation has been very good. But if you look at persistent AFib, if you look at all the landmark studies, the success rates are stagnating around 60%. Uh, so it means that 40% of patients essentially need another ablation, at least another ablation, to get cured from atrial fibrillation. Uh, right. So this is the big unmet need that we are trying to help with. This is probably one of the largest unmet needs in uh, interventional cardiology and uh, cardiac electrophysiology today. And uh, the, our first product aims at uh, providing an alternative to PVI alone, meaning something that can be done on top of PVI for patients with persistent AF, but also for patients that have already had a PVI and come back for second ablation with PVs isolated. What do you do next when PVs are already isolated and the patient is still in AFib? You have an FDA approval and a CE mark. So may talk a little bit about what did you have to do in terms of evidence to get those things? And then maybe then you can just jump right into what you hope to get out of tailored AF, which you already yeah. mentioned. So to obtain clearance, we designed and conduct, we designed a, a study that we call the reader study that we actually designed uh, jointly with the with the FDA, we used some of their feedback that we incorporated in in our in the design of the study. It was a, I would say, more of a of a technical feasibility study, a validation study to compare the performance of our AI algorithm compared to the ones of expert annotators with unlimited time of annotation in annotating abnormal electrograms. And the results showed, the study showed essentially that 
you cannot distinguish our algorithm from an expert with unlimited time of analysis in identifying abnormal electrograms. So this was uh, a study that we did with uh, more of a validation study. And then we had multicentric uh, study that was conducted in Europe with eight centers and 17 operators. And we published a series of 85 patients, uh, persistent AF de novo patients, last year in the Journal of Cardiovascular e Electrophysiology. And here what we managed to show is that uh, first we managed to uh, standardize outcomes across centers in terms of acute outcomes, termination rates, but also in terms of long-term outcomes, freedom from AFib and freedom from any arrhythmia. And there was no difference between the center where the technology was initially founded, developed, and tested, and what we called satellite centers where the technology uh, was subsequently uh, tested with physicians uh, without any um, very consistent experience in electrogram-based ablation. And so this was our second study that was published in 2022. On the heels of this initial study, we designed tailored AF. Uh, we just finalized enrollments of tailored AF uh, three months ago. We are awaiting the results in 2024. And tailored AF is a randomized clinical trial involving uh, approximately 30 centers with more than 50 physicians uh, in five countries, um, in the US, in France, in Germany, in the Netherlands, and in Belgium. Um, this is, um, there are two arms uh, with a one-to-one -one ratio comparing PVI versus PVI plus Volta. And the goal is to demonstrate superiority in terms of freedom from AFib at okay. 12 months. So we are following the patients for 12 months with a very stringent follow-up involving halters plus trans-telephonic monitoring using cardiac devices. And so... Because it is a transatlantic trial, because there is a stringent follow-up, because it involves so many centers and 374 patients, this trial is really a very ambitious trial, probably one of the most ambitious really in the history of AFib ablation. And, and we hope to demonstrate superiority of the approach using PVI plus Volta versus PVI. That's the goal, really, of this trial. And uh, we hope that this trial can help us penetrate the market and make a dent in the AFib ablation market as a whole. As you mentioned, you've recently announced some, some pretty big financings. So where does that bring you and what does that let you do that you wouldn't have been able to otherwise? And then you can maybe talk about kind of what your priorities are. Trials, trials, trials. It's yeah. really a lot of trials. And I'm going to continue on the trials because the main goal of our latest funding um, is to first, the main goals is, are to finalize tailored AF and go until publication, publish the results of tailored AF uh, first. Second, we also got a very strong feedback on the value that this device can bring for redo patients. As I was telling you, the big question for a physician is what do you do next when PVs are still isolated? And so we are going, we are actually, we already, sorry, launched a couple of weeks ago. We started a new trial that will be mainly a US-based trial that will be specifically focused on patients with isolated PVs okay. uh, that come for second ablation, redo patients. Uh, this trial is called Restart. 
And this is really one of the main goals of this uh, Series B funding. Um, the goal is to go through enrollments and, and follow up. Uh, another part of the, the funding is allocated to commercial readiness. We are obviously heavily focused on our clinical trial, but at the same time, we need to prepare for a more consistent launch after the publication of Taylor DF results in Q2, probably 2024. And, um, and so we, we are heavily um, vested in uh, market research, uh, trying to understand uh, what the best business model for Volta could be. Uh, so there is this. And then obviously there is R&D with a lot of effort of interoperability with strategic players and also diversification to other arrhythmias uh, with notably a project on atrial tachycardia. Everyone's talking about, you know, there's all this data out there that we've never collected. And if we could just figure out how to do that, we could make some, yeah. I mean, lots of different kinds of procedures, not just cardiovascular, orthopedic, whatever. It's, it's all there. Now yeah. we have the tools to do it and figure it out. Really, if you look at cardiac EP, it's heavily numerical. Compare it, for instance, if you compare it to cardiac surgery, you could, you could say cardiac surgery is more difficult. And it's true because if you go to see a cardiac surgery procedure, yeah. it's still very, uh, you know, yeah. Sewing things together, like yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas if you if you go into an EP lab, really, and I should not, I, I should be careful with this, but it it looks like a video game essentially. It's heavily numerical. There is a lot of data that is being generated, and this is not really used the way it should be. Actually, can you talk a little bit about your location? You're in the south of France. We don't talk to a lot of companies from the south of France. But what makes that a, a good place to have a med tech company? And you know, anything else you want to say about it? This is a great place to be because, uh, first of all, this is historically so. This is one of the oldest town in France, 26th century old. Uh, that is a very multicultural. Uh, and diverse city. So it offers really a lot of opportunities in terms of uh, diversities, diversity of, of backgrounds in the city itself. There is a great quality of life for our employees. So it's uh, probably could look at some point like the Silicon Valley. There we have uh, we have the sun, we have the sea, we have a very yeah. great um, land behind uh, in, in, in the south of France. With mountains, hiking, you can do a lot of things. Uh, so it, yeah, it offers a great quality of life. It offers a multicultural environment. Being in a multicultural city helps to be international from day one. And we wanted this company to be really heavily, not only a French company, but really a company that would be facing the US, that would be really heavily involved in the US. Um, as I was telling you, one of my Co-founder yeah. Associate is an American. Um, we have our subsidiary there, which is growing very much. And, and Marseille is attractive even for our American colleagues. All right. Well, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thanks, Thanks Rick. Bye. Bye. I hope you enjoyed our conversation with Teofil Moore-Durdez from Volta Medical. You can find out more about his company in the notes that will accompany this podcast on medtechinsight.com. There you can also find the archive of all of our other podcasts, including past cardio conversations, the digital health roundups. We have some special one-off podcasts on important topics. And we also have MedTech Connect, which is a series featuring 
conversations with experts in the regulation of digital health. There's a new one of those this week where Hannah Daniel talked to a few different experts about decentralized clinical trials. So check that out. You can do that by just going to medtechinsight.com and clicking on the podcast drop down menu at the top. You can also find us on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the other major podcast platforms, uh, along with all the other podcasts from our sister publications like Script, Pink Sheet, HPW, and Invivo. Thanks a lot and have a great summer. 